0: Parshah Skukas begins with the mitzvah of Parah A mitzvah which is certainly, according to all opinions, difficult to understand. Whether it is beyond human comprehension is uh, a topic that I've discussed in the past, and perhaps we'll touch on it a little bit more in this year. But the mitzvah is that we are commanded to take a completely red cow, to slaughter it uh, just outside the base of Mikdash, and to then burn it together with a few other small items that are put into the fire to completely consume it with fire. And then we are to take the ashes and we are to get some spring water, some water that comes from a self-generating spring. And put the ashes into the water. And that is what's called mechatas. What is the purpose? What are we supposed to do with this? Water mixed with the ashes of the red cow, of the paradoma. So, one of the psukim which talks about this is yutes, It says Kol bimes, anyone who touches a dead body, the nefesh adam from the soul of a person, meaning anyone who touches the dead, a dead human body. Asher moose that will die. Below Yischato, and he will not be purified by being sprinkled with these waters that have been mixed with the ashes of the Haraduma. So whoever does not do this, Es Mishkan Hashem Timei, the Mishkan of Hashem. Simple meaning would be the Mishkan, uh, the the sanctuary that was built in the Midbar. Es Mishkan Hashem Timei, He has caused Tuma. To the Mishkan of Hashem. Regarding the Mikdash, there's another passage a few seconds later, which uses the phrase "Es Mikdash Hashem Tameh." So, whoever becomes Tameh through contact with the dead and is not purified by use by through the means of this water mixed with the ashes of the Paraduma, he has been mitama. He has caused Tumah to the Mishkan or the Mikdash. The Israel and that soul shall be cut off from Yisrael. That person is chayev chorus He is subject to the punishment that is called chorus. He will die early. Uh, Rashi says he will die with the, the person will die without children. The Rambam talks about the soul being completely cut off in the next world. That's a punishment called chorus. He may Because may do, because this Sprinkling water—this water that is made to be sprinkled on him It was not thrown upon him. So this person will continue to be tamei. His tumor remains upon him. Since his tumor remains upon him, so the pasuk says, "As mishkan Hashem timei." And we're going to focus on the meaning of these few words: "As mishkan Hashem the, uh, the simple translation would seem all right. We'll leave it like that. The simple translation would, would, would seem to be that he has somehow caused tumor to the Mishkan. Rashi says, <laughs> if he enters the azora, if he enters the chamber of the Mishkan, "Afilo b'tavila," even if he had gone to the mikveh and dipped himself in the mikveh, "Buloi hazora shlishi u'shri." but without being sprinkled with this special water on the third day and the seventh day, as the Torah says that he must do, then as Mishkan Hashem Time. In other words, Rashi is explaining that if one is Tamei Mace and fails to have himself or herself purified and if that's what a person did, and that's all he did, he just was walking around and doing his business, such a person would not be chay of course. There was no punishment for that. Perhaps there's no prohibition at all. When does the... Regarding what situation does the Pasek say that a person who does not purify himself from Tumas mace is as Mikdash Hashem Timei, he has contaminated or caused Tumah to the mishkan. And he is high of chorus. That's only if he enters the of hamikdash while still in his state of tumah. Just to be tamei and not to remove it immediately, or not to remove it even for a long time, that does not seem to be a sin at all. Certainly not a punishable crime. When is it a punishable offense? Rashi says in <inaudible> nichnas it's also true, and, it, and we see it from other Psukim and other rashis, that if a person would eat truma, or if a person would uh, eat the meat of certain korbanas, which are permitted to be eaten even out of the base of mikdash within the city of Yerushalayim, if he would eat kodshim, also, uh, that would be a, a punishable avara. But it's only if after, if while being tame, he then goes and does something else, he then goes and enters the azar. Otherwise, it is not a, uh, it's not a real, uh, not a real Avera, maybe not an Avera at all, it is certainly not punishable with chorus. Ranban follows along the same lines. Let's see a little bit of Ranban. The Ranban essentially, certainly in the beginning of his commentary here um, on, he goes on Pasuk Chav, the Pasuk that talks about Esmikta Hashem Timei, at least at the beginning in the first paragraph, that we will see he essentially is following and explaining Rashi. He says, His kira The Phasak mentions this chorus, stub without pointing out exactly what the person did. It says if he if he's Tame and he fails to remove the Tumor, he's high of course. Doesn't say what he did exactly. But Omar, and it says, Mishkan Hashem The Pasek simply says the Mishkan of Hashem he has made tameh," And the Rabban is inferring, he is implying the question, uh, why doesn't the Pasek make it explicit that he went into the base of Mikdash and that's why he is high of course. The Pasek just says if he's tameh, he's high of course. Why doesn't the Pasek tell us clearly what he needs to do in order to be high of chorus, it says, because we, the Torah already has warned us about going into the base of Mikdash when tummy. like it says in a Pasik in Parshas Tazriya, the whole Kodesh Laisi it says, I'm not sure where that's coming from, pardon me. It says regarding a woman who has given birth, that she is tummy. It says, "Behol, kodesh lo'isiga, In all holy things, such as truma and kudshin, she may not touch. Veelham and into the base of Mikdash she shall not come. She shall not enter." So there it says that uh, that, he, that it is an avera. It is an offense. It is a quote unquote a crime for this woman who is Tame to enter the base of Mikdash. If she doesn't enter the base of Mikdash, there's no crime. She's just Tomei. It's just a, a particular state of being. It's not a crime. But then Randban qualifies. He uh, modifies a little bit what he's saying, goes a little bit deeper here. And he says, It could be that the words, or the words in the other person, is a reference to the person meaning it's a way of describing the person who is Tameh. The Tameh, and its understanding is, whoever touches a a dead soul, whoever touches a dead body, and he does not purify himself with the and we'll see in a second what he's really saying here. It's not so clear. There may be even a Mistake in the text here. The Mishkan of Hashem, he has to the Mishkan of Hashem, he has caused tuma, and he will be cut off. He will be high of course The chamayhu, and similarly, the chesrein shin. We find similar psukim which are missing the letter shin, which meaning, which means that or which Omilas asher, or the asher is really the full the full form of that letter shin. We find very many psukim like this. For example, look. Um, let's take a pusik that we uh, that we know a little bit better. A pusik in Sefer The chol yeshlo nasan It says regarding Yosef that he was taken, uh, he was sold as a slave, and taken down to Egypt, and there he became in charge of the household of Potifar. And it says the chol yeshlo nasan Now literally that means the chol yeshlo. All is to him, he gave in his hand. It means call Asher Yeshua. Everything which or that Potiphar had in his possession, he gave over to the, the care of Yosef. He put Yosef in charge of his entire household. So you see there the letter Shin or the, 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 the word Asher is, is missing. What do you mean it's missing? It's understood. Or another possible. Said, Derech the way, literally means the way they will go in it. They mean the way they will go in it? It means the way asher chubo, the way in which they will go. And The, the, the word asher is understood. Ranvan says, the Rabbim kain, and many psukim are similar. So, the Tam, what does it mean in our passage? How are we to understand the words? It's or the the that we are working on Mishkan Hashem Timei, Chasher Mikdash Hashem Timei. It means when the Mikdash of Hashem, he will be Mitana. In other words, you don't have to say that the pusik left out the idea of this person going into the Beis Mikdash or the Mishkan. According to Rashi, we have to say, uh, the pusik just assumed that you knew that he wouldn't be Chay of unless he entered the Beis Mikdash, but really, there's no mention of that point at all in the pasuk. Manban is trying to say that we should read the pasuk as follows: Any person who touches, who comes into contact with a dead body, and he does not purify himself, ka Asher es Mishkan Hashem time, When he will then be mitame the Mishkan by entering it, then Only the word Asher, which means when in this case. Is missing. It's it's an understood word, but the Pusik does refer to the to the fact that one is only chayakores if one enters the mikdash if one if one goes into the base of mikdash while tameh just for merely being tameh and walking around and doing one's business that is not a uh, that is not a punishable offense. That's Ramban, who is following along essentially the same point. Certainly. In halacha, he is agreeing to Rashi that only if you enter the base of Mikdash are you chayev, are you uh, guilty of committing a real crime. If you do so, well done. The Sefer Akshav also seems to understand our Pasik, essentially the same as Rashi. He points out that when the Pasik says Es Mishkan Hashem Tine, it doesn't mean you're literally causing tumor to the Mishkan, so the Mishkan actually cannot become Tameh, you mean, it, the Pasuk means you are profaning the Beis that that, that, is a, that that is the way uh, the Lashen Kodesh, the Russian of the Torah uh, expresses itself. When it says this, Mishkan Hashem Timeh, it means you are profaning it. You are acting in a way which is inappropriate and which is out of sync with the extreme sanctity of the place. He also raises a question. Why doesn't the Fasek explicitly say that the person went into the Mishkan? If according to Rashi, really the Fasek is talking about such a case where he did enter the Mishkan, and that's why his his Avera is a real Avera, so why didn't the Fasek say it? So the Aksav kabbalah gives a, uh, a good Halachic kind of answer, he says, because really, the Gemara in the Sech Shua says, the Fesayan on the base, that if a person was already in the base Mikdush and he suddenly became Tameh, and he doesn't leave ASAP, he doesn't leave as, as quickly as he, as he can, if he tarries, if he waits there a certain amount, so he's also high of course So it is not a condition in the, in the commission of this avera that one must enter the mishkan. You don't have to enter. You don't have to do an act of entering. It could be you were already there. It could be, it could be you were there. Uh, maybe somebody, somebody picked you up and dropped you there. You didn't even want to be there. But if you're there and you became Tameh, you have to leave. And if you don't leave, the same halacha applies. All of these Mephoshim are all going on the same uh, same line of thought and it's really all of them are following the what is what is stated in in, in many gemaras and it's the halacha that there is only a, an, an avera. the, the avera of the avera quote-unquote of being tamay there is no such avera. not an avayra to be tamay if you want to enter the base of then you have to purify yourself. Or, they don't talk about it here, but if you want to eat tromel or kudshin, you must purify yourself. So, this pasuk that says that if you don't purify yourself from Tumas Mase, you are a uh, chayef chorus. that is really only talking about that you enter the Mishkan. Okay, for this reason, for that reason, uh, they parse it this way and that way, why the Torah doesn't make that explicit, or perhaps it really does hint at it, the way the Ranban goes at it, but that's the fact, you're only chayyit if you actually enter the Beis HaMikdash. Every time I learn this pasach, I, I have a Yitzhah could it somehow be explained that just for being Tomei, you are somehow called Esmishkan Mishkan Hashem Timei? Could the Pusik mean in some way that you are you are you are being metameh, the Mishkan, perhaps not the the building known as the Mishkan, or the building known as the Beis but perhaps you are being metameh or acting inappropriately in the presence of the Shechina, in in Hashem's holy presence, or are you in some way acting inappropriately towards the the Mishkan, the the, the Mishkan that is in one's heart, in other words, the sanctity that, 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 that one's self should have. Is, is, is are you violating it in some way simply by being Tomei, even if you don't go to the base of Mikdash? I looked and I looked. All of the commentators I saw, they all say no. It's only called this Mishkan Hashem Timei if you enter the base of Mikdash, except one commentary that I could find. There is a commentary called Ho'il Moshe. It was written by Uh, Harav Moshe Yitzhak Ashkenazi Tedeschi. seems like he had uh, two last names, so to speak. He lived in Italy between 1821 and 1898. He uh, apparently wrote commentaries on all 24 books of Tanakh. And he says the following comment. It's a little, quote-unquote, out there, but I'm going to use it to bring out a certain point. I'm going to read you his comment from Bayikra, Perak Hay, Base. He makes essentially the same comment here, but in Bayikra he's even a little more uh, explicit and expansive about it. In Bayikra, it's talking about a person who uh, contracted certain forms of Tuma, not Tuma's mace. And the Pusick says, Vuhu Tamei vi ashame. Says he was Tamei the Hashem and he was guilty. So he starts by saying that what does it mean he's guilty? What crime is he guilty of by being Tamei? it means if after becoming tumor, tummy in this way he will eat from the from korbanos or from Truma or mikdash, or if you will enter the base of Miktash, is that is something if you will do it intentionally yo of chorus. and so over there the Pasuk says you have to bring a cork. he says this comes from the Se. Nirsh this is how it's explained over there and he's quoting Rashi. So he starts with the assumption that all of the Miforshim are making about, about our Pasek. It's only a real, a very role, only a real quote unquote crime of being Tomei if you then go to the base of Mikdash and enter it or eat Kodshim, just in and of itself, the fact that you're Tomei is no crime. Says the author of Hoil Moshe, Yes, this drusha shall be expounded. This is what the rabbi said. And of course, when it comes to halacha, we are going to accept it. That's the halacha. Aval, however, the fidati, according to my opinion, he says as follows. Even without Bias Mikdash, even without entering the Mishkan, the Mikdash, for eating Kodshim, if a person became Tamei, even against his will, he didn't intend to be Tamei, but he became Tameh and he did not, he did not become Torah. He didn't purify himself. So he says, he says a tremendous finish in halacha. He says, Bishkoga yavi korban. If this happened uh, unintentionally, meaning now that he is Tomei, he, whatever, he forgot to ring the korban or he forgot to purify himself. Yavi korban, he would have to ring a korban. Bizadain lo yavi. He says, if he did it on purpose, if he purposely doesn't, purify himself, he will not have to bring a korban because there's a general principle one does not bring korbanis on Zodan. But he is saying that there's a there's an Avera and he is even saying it is uh it, it, it obligates a korban if one is tame and one fails to take care of it and purify oneself. He says here the following, the laws in the Torah about purifying a person and purifying Kalem. From Tumah, Yatsu. These all are, their source is the Chachma el Yaina, the high wisdom of a Chodesh He says here a tremendous which I'm not inclined to, to, to swallow 100%, but he says that the the, the purpose of all of these laws of Tuma is to distance from those warm climates where the Jews lived, various diseases. They are a way of preventing disease. And he says here a very interesting point, which is a, which is a, I think a, a, a undeniable fact. You can interpret it in different ways, but he points out the following fact that he says in the approximately 900 years from the Exodus from Mitzrayim until the Horban bias Rishan, until the destruction of the first place of Besamikdash, there were no plagues amongst Kla Yisrael, except he lists a few. He had one in the days of Korach, and you had one in the days of Zimri ben Salu, this is all in the Midbar still. You had one in the days of Shmuel, after the Plishtim that brought back the orin from captivity. You had one in the days of when he counted the people and he should not have done that. That's a total of, of four plagues, four uh, uh coronaviruses in 900 years. Those are the only ones that are recorded in all of of uh, biblical history from the time of the Yitzhi, Yitzhi Mitzrayim until the destruction of the first Besa Mikdash. That is quite remarkable. I think he, has a, he certainly, has, certainly has a point if there had been other plagues, or certainly other major plagues, we would have expected to find them in Tanakh. We don't find them. We find just those four. So he says, "You see, I mean, this is his conclusion that he draws. It must be that how did they how did they avoid these plagues, which used to uh, which used to uh, attack mankind quite frequently, until the uh, modern uh, sanitation and." and vaccines and, uh, and antibiotics. I mean, these kind of uh, plagues and these kind of uh, epidemics were quite common. How is it that were, there were so few during those 900 years of the first base of Mikdash? He says it must be that the laws of Tuma and Tahara protected the people. And then he concludes by saying, if this is so, a person who is lazy about purifying himself after becoming Tomei, to the point that he simply forgets that he's Tomei, he is sinning. Now, there are a number of points here that one certainly does not have to accept. One does not have to accept that the purpose of the laws of Tomei Sahara is to improve uh, hygiene and to prevent plagues. One doesn't want to understand that way. And personally, I'm not very inclined to understand that way. There's no reason why we why we have to. But the, 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 the root point that this, this commentary is making is that perhaps there is something wrong with just being tomei even if you don't enter the Beis HaMikdash. And the, the hint of that in the Torah is number one in Parshish's uh, in Parshas Tasriya, where it simply says that if a person, not in Parshas Tasriya, Parshas Vayikra, pardon me, in Parshas Vayikra, where it says, vuhu tame, the person is tame with certain forms of tuma, viyashem, and he's guilty. And it doesn't mention anything about going into the basin of Mikvish. It sounds like a person who's tame is, that's a sin, that, that's a problem. And we have our pasuk here in Parshas Lukas, which says if a person comes in contact with a dead body and he doesn't purify himself, this Mishkan Hashem, Time, he is being mitame the Mishkan. The, that doesn't say if he enters the Mishkan. The, 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 the raw simplicity of the Pasak is that it's not talking where we entered the Mishkan. It's simply saying by being Tame, he is somehow profaning the Hashem's Kedusha in the world. That is a, a point which which needs to be considered, and I think we can even we can even accuse Rashi of perhaps suggesting such an idea. Or we can say that such an idea could be understood in terms of Rashi's comments on Parsha Sukkot. What do I mean? Rashi is so far what we know about Rashi is that he clearly says there is no sin of being tummy other than if you go into the Beis HaMikdash or the Mishka. But there's another Rashi. After all of the psukim of parshas of, of, of the, after all of the lords of Paraduma in Pasuk Base, So Rashi makes his last comment or two about the halachas. And then he says the following. He says, Zehu peirusha lefi mashma'o, this is the explanation of these psukim according to its mashma, according to its simple meaning, and its halachas. Okay, Midrash agada however, there's a Midrash Darshan. I have copied from the collection of Rabbi Maisha Darshan, who was a earlier Chacham that Rashi quotes from, as we've mentioned before. Rashi says, I have I have now. I'm now going to copy for you a midrash from Rabbi Moshe Darshan. and Rashi here at length. We're not going to go through the whole thing, but Rashi here says that what is the whole idea of this mitzvah Parah We'll just read one little part. Parah Marshal the Ven Shifcha. This is a marshal. This is a parable. Pardon me. This is a parable about uh, to a uh, the the child of a of a slave of a servant girl a slave girl palatin the child dirtied the palace of the king the, 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 the slave girl's little child uh, made a mess in the palace so amru they said to this shivcha, they said let the child's mother come let her turn up the filth, let her clean up the filth so para similarly let the para aduma come eagle call yourself sin we did the eagle and now the Torah is saying that how do we clean up that mess we have to do this mitzvah of para Duma when bah, uh, Maharal, uh, discusses that that these are not unconnected points Chet uh, eagle and para there, there is a connection because at Mount Torah, really, we were supposed to have, at that point, conquered the Malach We were going to live forever. Um, we were going to enter Eretz Israel in very short order. And the Mashiach would come, and it would be the end of days, and everything would be wonderful. The only reason that we presently die is because of Chet Egel. So Chet HaEgel brought Misa, it brought death back into the world. Paraduma, of course, is the way that we overcome death. You come into contact with the dead, you become impure. You become somehow spiritually polluted. How do you cleanse yourself? Of course, you can't, uh, to be immortal is kind of difficult at the moment. But at least how do you cleanse yourself from your contact with the dead? You use the paraduma. You use the mother of the eagle. You use the mother of that cat. You have to use something like that cat. And Rashi goes on here to explain in detail how all the different uh, details of the Mitzvah of Baraduma, they all fit into this theme, they are all intended to be Kapara, to atone for the cheta Ebal. And this is his medrash. And I think, before we go into the specifics of this, I think there's a very uh, profound and important point right here in this, this one sentence that I highlighted here. Rashi says here, after a whole explanation of the mitzvah paraduma al pi he says zeo or the This is the explanation of the mitzvah according to its laws. Midrash but there's also a midrash What we see here is these are two different worlds. Of course, they are connected. But there are two different ways of looking at psukim. There's a way of looking at psukim where you extract halacha, l'maysa, and you understand the psukim in terms of what you must do and what you must not do. What are, the, what are the punishments, perhaps? What are the consequences of doing or not doing? There's a different way of looking at psukim. It's a different way, a different a different derech. And that is called Midrash agada why does Rashi even get involved in this Midrash? As we've said many times, Rashi doesn't like to get involved in a Midrash unless there's something pushing him. I think perhaps one of the reasons that he got involved in this Midrash is because he wanted, he was having a little trouble understanding why the pusik says that if you become Tameh and you don't purify yourself, that Es Mishkan Hashem Timeh. And it doesn't say, if you go into the Beis if you go into the Mishkan. That's what it means. According to the Halacha, that's what it means. But now, shifting gears and really trying to understand the Fasach, it's still a little difficult. Why doesn't it say that you're only, that you're only doing an Avera by being Tameh and going into the Mishkan? Why does the Fasach make it look as if there's an Avera involved even if you don't go into the Mishkan. I think Rashi was in, at least in part bothered by that question. And he's answering it by saying that if we look at the Torah in the way of Midrash if we go to the world of Midrash there is an answer to that question. And I think the answer is that if a person becomes Tamei Meis, that means he has, he has, he has had an encounter, he has become a little bit affected by the heita ego He is being polluted a little bit by that spiritual pollution of the Cheyta eagle. because if not for the Cheyta ego there would be no such thing as death. He has become a little bit infected by that deathly spirit. And if he if he purifies himself as fast as, as possible, fine. That's what he's supposed to do. But if a person does not purify himself, so then Alpi we can say as Mishkan Hashem Perhaps we can say that Alpi if he doesn't purify himself from tumas meis, as Mishkan Hashem he is profaning the holy presence of a kodesh Not only if he goes into the mikdash, just by walking around Tame with this. Tuma of the Cheta eagle upon it, with this spiritual pollution of the Cheta eagle infecting himself unnecessarily, because he could have purified himself, that in and of itself, perhaps is called Esmiktash Hashem Timeh. So when we go to the, to the Derech midrash, when we look at things through the eyes of Midrash, perhaps even Rashi is telling us that it's not only if you enter the Vesa HaMikdash, that you're doing something wrong, even if one is Tomei and does not enter the Ves HaMikdash, but the person does not purify him or herself as quickly as possible, that person also is profaning the the Mishka. This is a uh, very much a possibility. I'm not uh, swearing to it, but I I think perhaps there is a hint to this in the psalm.